Hi, my name is Mallory Rose. I'm 15 and I go to Lincoln Park. This is Soda Machine. Approximately 15 minutes from downtown Pittsburgh sits a small borough named Crafton, a population of roughly 6,000. We're not too different from your typical old American small town. Tree-lined streets with old brick roads, century-old homes and buildings. We have woods surrounding our town, a small shopping center, local grills and bars, and a roundabout with a stop sign. There are streets where it's painfully obvious there was no plan for housing and that things just got built as time moved on. When the weather was warm, my friends and I hated to be inside. And so we sat on my worn down garage roof, our only source of light being the moon and an old yellowed streetlight that connected to a faded wooden telephone pole. We talked about everything and anything. I was reminded of my summers when my family stayed at my aunt's home in Kansas City, Missouri. Immediately, I could feel the thick, hot, suffocating air. Sitting on the roof in the Midwest weather was detestable, but the view made it somewhat worthwhile. You were able to see houses blocks and blocks away when you got a little leverage. I remember getting lost driving aimlessly around the housing plan and passing streets and streets that looked identical. God, I would not want to live here, I said to my father, who shared the same distasteful look on his face. He held the steering wheel tight in his hands. There's nothing to do here, I complained. The pool is closed. The park is closed. There's only houses and roads. And then you reach a multi-lane road with no sidewalks. It's literally just housing. Yeah, he agreed. I swear we've been on this road a million times. A young adult man with brown hair, a matching workout outfit, and running shoes passed by us. I think we've seen about five of him, my father joked. Dad and I decided to go on a drive, getting lost since he insisted that he could make it without directions. We came to Missouri to visit my mom's side of the family almost every summer. She moved to Pittsburgh for a job and then stayed there when she met my dad and fell in love. That was well over 20 years ago. I don't blame her for staying in Pittsburgh. It's better there. My summers at home were nice. I had my friends in the temperate weather of the Northeast. Sitting on my roof was bearable, and I could never get lost due to the originality and ugliness of the houses in my town. We never ran out of things to do, and when we did, we figured something out. Our small town gave us the resources. That night on my roof, conversation settled between the group, and the once ignored sound of the pool filter running behind us became increasingly loud and obvious. The garage sat at the back of my yard, and an alley separated us from my neighbors. Across from me sat Pete's pool. The cover was off, and the crystal clear water glimmered in the moonlight. We stared at the dark houses behind the pool. The lack of light gave us the okay, and before we could convince ourselves it was a bad idea, we were climbing down the ladder propped against my garage gutter. The group of us stood leaning against the wall of the pool. To be honest, I don't know him all that well, I admitted. I mean, I think his name's Pete, but I don't know what he would do if he came out and saw us swimming in his pool at two in the morning. I have three aunts in Kansas City, and they all get together when my mom, dad, and I come to visit. My cousins are all significantly older than me. My mother took a little longer to have kids than the rest of her siblings, and I suffered the consequences. I didn't have anybody there my age, so I often went on walks with my aunt and her dog. I remember seeing the nicely edged grass that lined the perfectly smooth cement sidewalks. It felt too nice, too perfect. Along these sidewalks, some benches sat on the side in their perfectly carved out circles. We sat on the bench and I made brief conversation. Nothing heavy, nothing real or raw. That kind of discussion didn't feel fit for our environment. I've never felt truly comfortable in this place. Each tree was planted in a specific planned out spot, one sat on either side of us. Identical cookie cutter houses stared back at us from our seats. It was eerily silent and creepily empty. No streetlights, I noticed. Nobody else is out. My aunt's gaze met mine. A cigarette was pressed in between her pursed lips, and she took a draft, exhaled, and smiled at me. It didn't look like she perceived these houses, these streets like I did. Her gaze was soft and rather blank. It was a long way from Crafton, where my friends and I zipped down the road on our bikes, past Shaw's beer distributor, and past the dog salon. I always got a little nervous when we rode by because Jameson's parents, the owners of the town's favorite bar and grill, had a little incident with the owner of the beer distributor. I imagined the owner coming out and shaking his fist at Jameson. Cars beeped at us, so we swerved off the road and onto the bumpy concrete sidewalks. The pebbles piled into the concrete, shook our bikes, but then it slows down. Immediately after pulling in front of the volunteer fire department, we dug in our pockets and in our bags for change. The soda machine is my favorite part of crafting. A nice cold pop only costs 75 cents. 
I think we're the only reason that they even have it anymore, that they restock it. We all buy a Pepsi and talk at the wooden picnic table that sits in the parking lot. I see people walk by with their dogs. I see the people in the donut shop across the street prepping dough for the next morning. I see our bikes scattered across the pavement and us talking and drinking. I feel comfortable, at ease, because the town does not stare blankly back at me, but hugs me and smiles.